0: Thank you so much for joining us today. Today, I have an amazing guest with me, Bridget Sobos. Bridget is the Power, Joy, and Profits mentor and founder and CEO of the Power and Joy Coaching Academy, helping women entrepreneurs that are burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed, people-pleasing, in order to reinvent their lives and business with Power, Joy, and Profits. Her powerful breakthrough sessions clear the stops, allowing you to own your power and take control of your future. Her Power & Joy Coaching Academy trains coaches and consultants to achieve exponential growth for themselves and their clients. She certifies coaches in four NLP certifications in her in-demand seven-day intensives. She loves helping her clients reach bigger goals than they've ever imagined and the success in life they dream about. Thank you so much for being here today, Bridget. It's such an honor to have you. so happy to be here. Uh, And so I would love for you to just dive into your journey, how you got here today, and then we can go a little bit deeper.
1: All right. I'm going to, I'm going to try to give you the cliff notes version. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, So uh, owner, Bridget Sobis, owner of Power and Joy Coaching Academy and how I actually came to to the Power and Joy Coaching Academy. If I go back, gosh, I'm getting ready to say 18 years ago, Um, I was originally from the salon and spa industry and I was a master certified hair colorist and I was working in a pretty dysfunctional salon at the time that was, and I was, and I was making a six figure income, but the salon itself was being run pretty dysfunctionally. And I thought if he can own a business, there's no reason why I can't. I'm sure many of you out there have thought that. Mm-hmm. So I had the opportunity to buy the the salon and I did. And then I quickly realized I was becoming a dysfunctional hot mess. Mm-hmm. I had no idea how to run a business, let alone lead and manage a team of people. So because at the time I had people that were my friends and now I'm their boss. And if you knew me back then and I was having a team meeting, all I was doing was crying. Because I was so overwhelmed with what to do, and I, I actually lost my six figure paycheck. <laughs> I was putting it back into the business to keep the doors open. So a friend of mine introduced me to a coaching and consulting company, and I pretty much hired them as quickly as I could. And then starting to do work with a coach, I was putting systems in place in my business. I learned what a profit and loss statement was, or uh, a cash flow projection, and put lots of key turn systems in my business. And then I learned how to run a team meeting without crying. It was pretty cool. (laughs) So I was like, I want to do this work for others. I want to become a coaching consultant. So I started doing that kind of work and getting my certifications and, you know, how to be a trainer in front of the room. And that was kind of like my launch. And I mean, I have we can probably go so many directions with my story, but I did eventually sell my salon that's, you know, there's reasons why I chose to do that. And then I then launched the Power and Joy Coaching Academy, which I do now because I love the coaching um, industry so much. So I certify people in NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis, and also the International Coaching Federation. So I love certifying mentor and training coach uh, um, people to become coaches. And when I work with one-on-one, I love, I specialize in working with women entrepreneurs who have been stuck, burnt out, overwhelmed, people pleasing to reinvent their lives with power, joy, and profits.
0: I mean, you're speaking the language here because that was me like six, seven years ago as well. Gotcha. But I think that's so important too, of like what you're doing and really helping people on that foundational level of how they're feeling. Because I think once you're able to check your emotions and be able to really look at, okay, what that clear picture is of how they can evolve. And I love that it started with you first of being able to be really transparent of your experience of being crying in like meetings and things along those lines to finding a coach and experiencing that. So now you can really take that knowledge and help others too with having more power and joy in their life. Because I think that's what really elevates life when we do have those two factors in capacity and like hand in hand, because I do think once you're able to understand what's going on internally, you can make those decisions and how to move forward. And I love the certification. So I would love to know what was your process once you started coaching and then you have all these certifications as well. What did that look like for you?
1: Yeah, so yeah, great question. So, I first started out being a trainer um, when before I got my first coaching certification with the International Coaching Federation. and I had been going to um, conventions and workshops, um, doing that kind of work. and then I found, in two thousand ten, I found myself going through a pretty nasty divorce. And then I met a woman, that was, was a, a master certified coach. And I'm like a hot mess crying again. Now I'm another hot mess going through a divorce. And I was like, I just want to become a life
0: coach, like
1: crying. And she's like, here's this person, here's a program for you. So I signed up for my first coaching certification in, um, 2012. So my best advice to you, if you want to become a coach, and the first things in your mind says, Well, I have to wait to get my life together to become a coach. There's no better time to actually become a coach. Agreed. <laughs> no better time to become a coach when you want to get your life together because it's it's like you're learning the skill set as a coach and you're also getting your own transformation and breakthrough at the same time. It's it's really cool. Um so that was my first stepping stone to the coach, you know, becoming a certified coach. And then over uh, over the years I had um, was still owning my salon and then and then um working as an independent um contractor for another company and doing coaching and consulting work. And then like Another catalyst for me was that I, f- I found myself after my divorce and I'm feeling really great, um, have my coaching certification. Um, I got uh, diagnosed for the first time with breast cancer. So I had to go through that again. And because of my divorce of so things that my ex-husband who has actually passed on to a different, you know, to an, the other world lifetime lives mm-hmm. and i've done a lot of forgiveness work on him um i found myself in 1.3 million dollars of personal debt so i made a pretty um tough decision on to file bankruptcy
0: mm-hmm.
1: to um and then i was faced with buying my own business back salon was great and healthy like it was an award winning business for over 13 years um, you know, producing like over a million in revenue between my own bi- my coaching business and the salon business. It was, that was, that all looked great, but my personal stuff, um, that did not look great. So I made the decision to buy the business back and, um, it was a pretty hefty load. So I call 2019 the dark night of the soul year for me as an entrepreneur trying to buy my own business back. I really, I was a people pleaser before, but it kicked, that kicked me into even being a weird, like over the top people pleaser because I was like, I didn't want people to leave me because I was trying to buy the business back. And I went into complete survival mode. Like, Mm -hmm. Like I was like bending over backwards to make everybody else happy, happy and like I was completely suffering. Um, so after I was coming out of that year, mm-hmm. I finally was like, I cannot live like this anymore. So I reached out to one of my, a mentor of mine who actually recommended, I sell the, I let the salon go, but I was too, too ego driven at the time. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation to any entrepreneur out there, if you are faced with uh, bankruptcy, And it is a, it is a tool to get out from under the debt, like go start a brand new business. Let, let the one you have go and just start a new one. That's, that's what I would have done in hindsight. However, I was at the time worried about shame, looking good, disappointing others. Like that was running my show at the time. So after I I decided to sell the business, the salon, and I was like, I sold it in a pandemic and I was like, what's next for me? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I would just want to really focus on coaching, you know, female entrepreneurs. And then there was always this part of me and I had a, I got a coach again, I was in therapy, but there was always this part of me that my mind was always racing with negative thoughts and emotions as much as I would try to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: positive affirmations or whatever. Like I call it the itty bitty shitty committee. So the itty bitty <laughs> shitty committee of like, I'm not good enough, you're not smart enough, I would constantly be worrying, like on a scale of one to a hundred, mm-hmm. I'd probably say it was like my anxiety was 150. Um so I was st- like, and if I talked about my bankruptcy or my divorce, you would see me getting angry all over again. Like I'd be like reliving it. And anytime I would get angry about something, it would be f- fuel to the fire. Like it would just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger, even though people thought I looked like a very happy person. I was like angry inside, but um, so then I was like, you know, I want to get certified in this NLP work of uh, one of my, the coach that's introduced me to the first co- coach training program. She was like, and I am a master of NLP. I had no idea what that even meant, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I really looked up to her. So NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Mm -hmm. And I looked for some programs, found one I liked. And they're also like, you're going to get certified in timeline therapy and hypnosis. And I was like, hypnosis sounds weird at the time. Mm -hmm. And timeline therapy, I don't even know what that means, but okay. So Mm -hmm. I just had this feeling that going through this program, I was like, my life is going to change from this program. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it did. All of a sudden, I was like halfway through the program. I'm like, am I not upset at that anymore? Am I not mad at that? Do I not believe this? I'm like pinching myself. And I was like, this is my calling in life. I need to find out how I can train other people to do this work. So that's what I did. I, got a, I did a deep dive. I got my master's certifications. And then I got my train the trainer certifications. And within six months of time, I literally turned my life around. And I launched the Power & Joy Coaching Academy. What an incredible
0: story. And I so appreciate you being so transparent. And even just going back to your first point about like, even if your life is a mess, you can still work through that. I mean, even me being a formal therapist, like the work I was doing with clients, I was also seeing my own therapist. And I still, to this day, see a therapist because I feel Mm -hmm. like you're always growing and working on yourself. But even with coaching too, it's even when I started coaching, I worked with a coach. So I would understand what it felt like to be on the other side, even if like my life was never perfect by any means. And a lot of people's aren't, but it's looking at how you can help other people just being a step or two ahead of them. And I love that you didn't listen to the outside noise that might've been there, but like you pushed through that and Even though like you felt like your life was messy, you were able to clean it up in a way that made sense for you and work through that. And I think there's so much beauty in that of understanding what you need to do for you, but that you can do for other people as well. And I wanted to touch on the bankruptcy too, because I know you said like with the hypnosis that really helped with the healing process, but was there anything else that you did to really heal from what you were feeling? Like, what you mentioned the shame and everything around that as well.
1: Yeah. I'm going to say outside of doing, you know, I did traditional therapy work and worked Mm -hmm. with coaches. Um, the biggest catalyst for me is that was the timeline therapy. Mm -hmm. Timeline therapy was working with my unconscious mind and healing those past wounds that even can start. Well, generational, I believe we, we carry generational things, Um, So I heal, I've been healing generational wounds, uh, money wounds, um, limiting beliefs and thoughts that were most likely programmed in my unconscious mind between the ages of zero to seven. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, doing that work, we're healing. And what I love about the work is um, it's different. Like, yes, when I'm working with you, like I'm finding out what, what was the root cause the first event, which created that limiting belief or negative emotion. Um, so I am getting that kind of information. However, it's different in the sense of the best analogy I love to use is like the, the story of Scrooge mm-hmm. and Christmas Carol. So he's going back in time. What is it a ghost? Whoever is going back in time. One of the ghosts of past. Yeah. <laughs> past. So anyways, going back in time and he's literally watching, watching himself like a movie. Okay. So my clients watch themselves, they watch the situation and what they're doing is like, you're like, Scrooge got his learnings. What did he learn from all those things in the back then? And then he's bringing all this stuff with him to the present. So then now he shifts his mindset and is creating a whole new path of, who he's going to be and the things he's going to take on. So with the timeline therapy, yes, I don't even want my clients, not that I don't care about what happened, but I don't want to hear the details because I want my, I want my clients to say disassociated from it, like that they're watching it because if they associate, they start talking about it. That's when they can just like, you're in it again. And it's harder to let go of that the the hurt or the limiting beliefs or all the negative emotions that have been ingrained I believe not only in your mind and your unconscious it's also in your cellular system
0: right yeah no absolutely it's all just even like what you're saying the cellular system but also like the nervous system like I think that's interchangeable but really how it impacts our body and we don't even realize What trauma, especially from generational aspects too, because a lot of people don't talk about that enough, at least in my opinion, but we do carry that, what we hear, what we don't hear. A lot of times it's what we don't hear. It's just the actions that are being placed in front of us, that we see those behaviors and then that can internally impact us as well. So I love that you were able to do that and really help your clients with that too, and being able to dissociate from it so they can process it and heal in that way
1: as well. Yeah. Like quick little story. This mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't, this is someone I, I know that d- does the timeline therapy work too. Mm-hmm. He shared a story where he said that he was having, and we're all free and clear of this, but he was having very dark thoughts of mm-hmm. like, you know, doing something that you can't come back from. We'll just leave yeah. it. at that. He was having very dark thoughts and he did some, t- you know, his own work and cleared everything. And then He said he got a phone call from his mother and his mother was like, I just have this. All of a sudden I have this urge to share with you um, something. She said that while she she was pregnant with him, she was having a really hard time in life and she had like not so great thoughts. So some of this stuff like can happen in the womb, (laughs) You know, so like transferred from mother to him and he was like, oh, this makes sense. But now now I'm healed and like, let's all let's heal this together, you know, so
0: that's a powerful story. But to your point too, it, you don't know when it can happen, but it can start before even like physically out of the womb. Yeah. Wow just letting that sink in for a second. Um, But I'm curious because I know you've been through a lot, like you've had a lot of hardships that you've experienced, especially with breast cancer. And I'm curious, how did you grow your six figure business during a second diagnosis of breast cancer?
1: Yeah. um, Thanks for asking. So, you know, this is my personal belief system and Mm -hmm. I really do believe every, I'm not a doctor, not a physician, Mm -hmm. um, but it's just what my intuition tells me. I, and other people that I follow um with mind body connection i do believe that um i did get breast cancer twice after two traumatic events just the way it even like unfolded so i after i got out of dark night of the soul year i was like i was getting you know healing doing all the work that i needed to do and then launched the power and joy coaching academy and then last year at the beginning of last year, I'm like feeling great, you know, feeling great. And then I got a call from my oncologist saying it came back. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like what? I'm building this brand new business. I love. And I like, really? Mm -hmm. And for five seconds, I was like, maybe I need to put this on hold. Maybe I need to stop working with these mentors. Maybe I need to whatever. And then I was like, no, I am going to just get in action. I'm going to do what I need to do to heal my body so and build my business at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what I was would love to share here is in the midst of surgery again, 4 months of chemotherapy, then s- 6 weeks of radiation. I probably worked 50% less of 2000 2022. In my first year, I did over six figure, um, six figures because I was, I just think I was filling up my cup. I had the most emotionally healthy year I've ever had in my life because of the work I do for the mindset work. Mm -hmm. So I just would get into action where I could. I was, I, I love, I'm a networker. Mm -hmm. So I literally built my first business. This, here's the thing, everyone Mm -hmm for you that's listening on a build how to build an online business. You have to put yourself out there. You have to network. You have to go back. Who are the people that, you know, reach back out to um, clients that you worked with in the past, ask for referrals, you know, show up, share what you're doing. That is like base for me. That's like baseline, you know, and then when you're doing all that, then it's, then it's, start building the other building blocks, like your funnel system, like your signature talk. I'm actually in the process of building out a five-day challenge. (laughs) (laughs) And I do that, but I have workshops and then I have my signature programs. So, but first and foremost, putting yourself out there, I would Mm -hmm. say is my number one recommendation. I, I, every single one of my students and actually do, I bonus this to them when they sign up for my programs is, uh, Get the book, The Prosperous Coach. Hmm. Oh, Prosperous wow. Coach is, mm-hmm. and that's not even just being a coach. It's, it's being an entrepreneur. If you're selling any services that you're doing, mm-hmm. um, go out, read that book. Because it gives best practices on how to just really build your business. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's my it. first and foremost advice. And you got to fill yourself, your cup up. It's on, you don't have to, I, me learning lessons the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um cause I have a, my, in my signature talk, the power of no, to say yes to you. I share in there. I, there were times when I was such a yes man to everything. I would find myself saying yes to even things that I loved, but it was burning me out. Mm-hmm. Like I would find myself working 16 days in a row, 12 hour days. And it happened quite often. So you have to really, you have to look at is this really going to be serving what I'm up to? That's a great question to ask yourself. Is what I'm about to say yes to, is it serving me? So you're saying yes to the things that serve you and saying no to the things that don't.
0: A hundred percent. And even just everything you're saying, too, because I know you work with the female entrepreneur that's overwhelmed, stressed, people pleasing and having that hard time of saying no. And I I definitely agree with that because I think it's being able to put yourself at the top of the priority list. And a lot of people aren't even on their own priority list. And I think what you're saying, too, is just being able to fill that cup of things that really are meaningful to you and serve you, like you mentioned, but being able to put your energy where it's going to be best to continue to light you up and just even being able to build a business while having to go through chemo and radiation and everything that you were facing you were still able to do what you loved. And that's the difference too. I think people get in situations where they're miserable or uncomfortable or upset, but I think it's looking back at what is truly aligned with you. And I love that you said that because I think it just gives context to how you can really push through something so traumatic, so unbelievable of like, how can I even get through this? But you're living proof of that as well. So I really appreciate you sharing that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would just say, you know, check in with yourself on what has you putting your, like, for those of you that are putting yourself last all the time, mm-hmm. I talked to successful female entrepreneurs and I've just talked to one recently, which is, I mean, I coached her, I coached her in a different modality at one point, but mm-hmm. then um, she, cause she was, was almost bankrupt and now she's got a flourishing business. And I, you know, I, I've checked in with her and I'm like, hey, wh- how are you doing? What's going on? And she's like, she's not filling her own cup up. She's like depleting herself. And I'm like, well, what, what's really going, what's really, you know, getting in your way. She literally says the words to me. I don't think I deserve it. Mm. I'm like, girlfriend, like that's, those are the limiting beliefs that self-sabotage us. Yes. You know,
0: hundred percent.
1: Self
0: sabotage, and and even just going back to like the self sabotaging. How is people pleasing self sabotaging your business? So, like, can you elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that that puts when that's self sabotaging because that puts you into the overwhelm when you're Mm -hmm. just doing and doing. I call it actually Wonder Woman stunt double, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. doing everything for everybody, and then getting the crap kicked out of yourself. So when you're in that people pleasing mode, Wonder Woman stunt double, it's like then your threshold becomes shorter and shorter. You know, you could probably start resenting your own business because you're doing so much for others. Um, and I know, I know I can speak th- this way because I was there. There was a time when I was my first business, I was seriously in resent mode. Like I remember walking. I was walking to my business and I was crying and I was so pissed <laughs> that I owned this business. <laughs> I yeah. felt like I was a prisoner of my own business.
0: <laughs> you know, and I can
1: laugh about it now because I've yeah. done the healing work, but literally then I was like crying, upset. I like I couldn't stand the own my own business that I created.
0: <laughs> and that's the real thing out there. Yeah. And I don't think it's talked about a lot because people are just like, well, it's like your business, it's your baby, like you're focused on it, you've put a lot of time and energy into it, but it's okay to admit that if there's a different way and different direction, you can shift gears and what you've been able to do as well, you have shifted gears but it's more aligned with what you need to do for you, but also for your clients. And not to say you hated like your clients or anything like that. It was just the business itself and what you were doing wasn't serving you anymore. And it was time for a change and it made you in a healthier space from like everything you've said as well. It just really truly was a match for you at that point. And it's okay. So what you said earlier too, it's like, let go. Sometimes you have to let go of something even if your blood, sweat and tears are in it, it's sometimes it's time to make that shift and there's the fork in the road and which way are you going to go?
1: Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. That's the biggest gift you can give for yourself is letting something go. I know sometimes it's like there's so many awesome quotes out there. And then there's so many quotes that trigger. Like I worked with someone that was literally triggered. She was successful, super successful in her own right. I was like, maybe you should turn off those people you're following on social media because she was getting triggered by like, if you quit your face or whatever, like mm. don't quit you're this or you're that, or like hitting. Go- and I'm like, would you stop reading those quotes? Because <laughs> They were like triggering her into like w- wanting to like do more and be more. And she's not good enough. And she's not that I'm like, yes, quotes have their place, but maybe those you got to. <laughs> Table, those, those, you know, those quotes I'm talking about. Oh, yes, I do. I do.
0: <laughs> and they can be dangerous, to be quite honest. But it, it goes back to letting things in your universe that like serve you versus don't. And even just the inner work and the healing that yes. everybody is on that journey of doing. And I'm curious, too, because of like all the triggers that are happening. It's a lot of mindset and things that we're exposed to on a regular basis on social media or anywhere else. But how has inner child healing and mindset work really been such a catalyst in your business? I know we've talked about it, but if you could dive a little deeper on it,
1: I mean, I really think it, it was supporting me on letting healing and letting go of the mm-hmm. the blocks, the self sabotage, um, healing the. You know, I had like, oh my gosh, they're gonna leave me, limiting belief, or do they like me? They don't like me. They're gonna leave me um, healing those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Cause it's like, now it's like, even when someone like, and if I'm, I'm in a sales call, mm-hmm. um, and someone says no to me, which it happens, that's just sales. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I now I'm just like, okay, well, they're actually saying no to themselves. They're not saying no to me. And I don't make it a meaning, meaning, meaning making machine about myself.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? I mean, and the, and there's also the right fit client. And then there's the clients that are better served with other people. So mm-hmm. I table the taking things personally, mm-hmm. you know, t- I've tabled that a lot. Um, and I now have the skill sets and tools that if I'm getting triggered by somebody else, I'm looking at it like, okay, what is the thing that I have to heal? There's something that now my, my unconscious mind is saying like, you, it's time for you to heal this part. Um, Mm -hmm. and then like, we can go down a whole nother track of like, you know, that, you know, Carl Jung's perception is projection Mm -hmm. thing. So it's (laughs) like, if if you're getting really triggered by somebody else, just kind of consider that all it is, it's a, it's a warning sign telling you like, Hey, I got to heal or I have to address this thing. And then you're going to realize that either two things are going to happen. You're going to be able to be with that person and you're, they're not going to trigger you. Or that may be like a sign that this person isn't healthy for me in my life. And then you put boundaries down. Mm-hmm. You know, And um, maybe that person is out of your life now. Like I can tell you from doing this work, either just a couple of things have happened. I no longer have the people that are no longer serving me in my life mm-hmm. gone away or the relationship with them has completely been reinvented for the mo- for a positive way.
0: And that's what happens when we start setting those boundaries, start doing the inner work, we start to see things that really Hold up a mirror. Okay, do I want this? Is this really going to benefit my like overall well being, not just what's on the outside, but internally too? And I I think I, I've had similar experiences where people are no longer in my life, or have joined my life, or relationships have gotten deeper more work I've done on myself personally but I think a lot of people too especially the clients that you work with around that power and joy and profits and everything that you embody but also the clients that are coming into your space as well and I'm curious because I would love to know just maybe one or two of the so many that you have clients success stories if you would like to share just one or two
1: yeah I'd love to I was you know thinking of one of my clients who owned um she owns a insurance agency and she, she downloaded one of my first, my first guys called 10 ways to live your highest and best self. And she scheduled a strategy session with me. And that was her to a T was the overwhelm and people pleaser. Like she started becoming so overwhelmed that she started avoiding phone calls she started avoiding even checking her email. Like she was completely checking out um, because she just found herself working like 12 hour days and seven days a week um, and didn't know how to put boundaries down. So I did a uh, eight hour, I have an eight hour um, power join breakthrough session where I work with you like an in intense time doing the inner child healing and, you know, with all the timeline therapy and the jargon words, right. (laughs) But I'm doing that mental, emotional um, healing at the unconscious level. And then even a year later to this day, when I check in with her and I'm like, Hey, how are you? She's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy. I put boundaries down. I have Fridays as a personal day for me that I get to do whatever I want. I'm, you know, like, I know when to, to say no to people, like it completely changed her. She reinvented her relationship with her own business.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's one person, Uh, another person that, um, that she's been a client of mine and also has gone through my, the certifications. Um, she now calls herself a money magnet. I like that. Yeah, that's her, that's her uh that's her title first. She goes, I'm a money magnet because of these programs. So it changed her. There were two things that came her. So um business, uh, business owner, and she always had a hard time um hiring people. Mm. She actually would say, I suck at hiring. I suck at, I suck at it. Mm can't keep people. I can't find the right people. So the first thing was she reinvented her own mindset and limiting beliefs and let that stuff go. And now she's got an awesome team that she loves. She continues to grow. She actually just had a money, a money mindset workshop with them like last week, her own money mindset workshop with her own employees. And then she just is like, she's bought investment properties. She, she's like, I just find money and I tracked it all over the place. So her money mindset shifts. So those are two clients that I can specifically think of um, that have really benefited from this work and actually say because of this work, that's that's how their life changed.
0: I love hearing like testimonials of that and just the experiences because they do think it just speaks volumes of the work, but also who's Facilitating the work and also the client actually doing the work. Like, there's so many moving parts to it, but I love that even the first client being able to do the intensive and really being able a year later to see that dramatic shift and continue to have that and not go back in that regard. And then with the second client, I, I love the money magnet thing. I was like, oh, that's a good one. Um, but like, it's what, as soon as you were saying, it, I was like, the mindset, the mindset of, because I think it is something with entrepreneurs in particular and just everybody, but what we tell ourselves, especially on this journey, that will happen if we keep telling ourselves that, like obviously doing the work, whatever way that goes, but the mind is so powerful. But when we allow it to heal and do the work, so much can open up, just like with both of those clients. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, even like why, why what, are the reas- one of the reasons why I love certifying people that mm-hmm. are either already coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs. Is because I have found even being a consultant, small business consultant, I would train people on all the systems. Like I'd be like, here you go. Here's a script for a consultation. Here's exactly what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And their own limiting beliefs and thoughts were an emotion like fear or guilt (laughs) <laughs> would get in the way of them implementing them quicker, sooner, faster. Yeah. So that's why I'm like that some of my target audiences, like female entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants, so they can add the NLP timeline therapy into their toolbox. Yeah, so they it. they have even faster, they can take their systems and tools and like put it like catapulted into higher speed.
0: Yeah. I was will. just thinking like 10x it. Because
1: yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. guess what? you're 10xing it with doing less work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to like I know there's so, there's some concepts out there like the 10x. Well, you got to put in 10, 10x 10x yeah. more energy and whatever. know mm-hmm. you can actually like I said, I built my business for my first year over six figures or my second business online only
0: mm-hmm. and um, I did
1: over six figures working fifty percent less. Yeah. I'm excited to see what I'm going to do working like normal. <laughs> okay. Me too. You got to keep At normal. Which I, I do. I put boundaries down for myself. Like, yeah. Unless I'm doing a training. Cause I do have, mm-hmm. you know, like I just worked the weekend this past week and I, you know, doing an ICF certification program mm-hmm. or am I, I have a seven day intensive outside of doing my trainings when I'm working like normal work week, like i mm-hmm. I work Monday through Friday, half day on Friday. And I really put a boundary down to stop work by five or six, mm. you know? So yeah, That's- I put boundaries down for myself. It's
0: important. There's always,
1: I mean- there's always something to do. Always, always
0: <laughs> <laughs> never fails. It's Always yeah. growing and evolving.
1: And there's the next.
0: Yeah, because you're like, oh, what can I do next? What do I want to do now? <laughs> because I have more time, but then you yeah, add like more things to play. Well, maybe that's just me, but, <laughs> but uh, even with should. that, because so I think the boundaries of setting them with yourself first and foremost, before you even set them with other people, because people yeah. tell you how you treat yourself essentially. And being able to do that, but having that like clear picture of, okay, I'm done at work by five or like whatever day it looks like, but really being honest with yourself and clear and not going behind your back of not being able to fulfill that boundary. You know, it's a difficult one, especially as a former people pleaser myself, I, I can relate to that. I'm sure everyone listening that is a people pleaser or former people pleaser because that, it creates that overwhelm and the burnout and stress. And then it doesn't get you as far because you're focused on all the things that are running through your mind versus like the actions you can take and the behaviors. Yeah, exactly. But with all of that, <laughs> and I'm curious, what are, I know you've given a lot of tips, but if you could say like your top two tips for entrepreneurs on this journey, what would those be?
1: You must, must, must. Be deliciously selfish and put yourself first. Mm -hmm. Be deliciously selfish and put yourself first. Because you then, when you're filling up your cup and it will overflow into others, but you have to, have to, have to put yourself first. And I mean, heal your mindset. Even people with the most amazing lives form negative beliefs and negative emotions. It just happens. It's just life. And unfortunately, from the ages of zero to seven, that's when our unconscious minds are like uncritical little sponges. And that's a a lot. We probably don't even remember the events which had us cause like the negative self-talk and the negative doubts, which I call the itty bitty shitty committee. So I would say. Work with someone, whether if it resonates with you, I would work with me or get outside help so that you can heal those inner child wounds. Because when, when you heal those, even more so, like magic happens. So, that would probably be my biggest tip. Two tips if I had to pick two fill no, up your cup and then work on your mindset. I mean, even no one needs a coach. Here's the thing no one needs a coach, but I'm telling you, magic happens when you're like even uncovering things that you may not even be aware of because 95% of our behaviors and thought processes are coming from our unconscious mind. And we're not, most people are not even aware of it. They're like on autopilot. Mm -hmm. So I would check in with, with what that is. So you can uncover and release self-sabotage if you're not even realizing you're doing it.
0: It's true. And you don't know what you don't know. And especially if you've never really looked in the mirror, like I think everybody can benefit from a coach to work through things, but it's harder to do it on your own and you don't get as far as fast, but being able to work with somebody who has NLP and like other factors and other tools in the box can really be beneficial if you've never tried it and it would help. Why not try it? You know, yeah, like I, I, I still
1: have a co- coach. Coach or coaches <laughs> I might have multiple coaches going. On. Just say, depending on what I'm working on in life. But mm-hmm. um, no, I mean, very successful people work with coaches and mentors yeah. so mm-hmm. that they're always up leveling. Because we sometimes, when we're we're in the frame, we don't see mm-hmm. anything outside of the frame. So it yeah. supports um, you on having context shifts. Um, and I may I will, I'd love to make a book recommendation too. Yeah, please. Outside of a tip, I have every single one of my my clients and students. I recommend that they read "The Big Leap" by Gay Hendricks. Mm. Have you read that one? I have. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so, I'm actually rereading it. It is so <laughs> awesome, and I'm on the part where he's talking about how so many people deflect. And that's a form of self-sabotage or like what he calls the upper limit problem. So if I were to say to you, oh, you look so beautiful today. You're like, oh, but no. And uh, my hair, uh," it's like deflecting. I'm on that part right now. So I I really recommend that book because that gives so much insight on this conversation that we've been having today.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a phenomenal book. And you're right. There's so much deflecting that happens of just like when people try to give the compliment or, and you just don't receive it, because I think a lot of it, I know from my personal experience, like the people pleasing of like, oh, I'm not good enough. Or like, oh no, no. Like that used to be me years ago, but I I think it just really hones in like what you said, what we've been talking about and removing the self-sabotage. Because when we do remove that, we can have bounds and leaps and climb mountains if we allow ourselves to. And your proof of that, just your journey, your experience, and all the people that you continue to help and have helped as well.
1: I will receive all of that. Thank you.
0: <laughs> That's such a great example. <laughs> no, but <laughs> deflecting. <laughs> no, but you've I've done the work. <laughs> oh, but I've been so enjoying this conversation, Bridget. But what where can people find you? Use your services. We're gonna link everything below, but if you could let us know too. Yeah,
1: I would love to. So I, my website's Power and Joy Coaching Academy. Um, I'm on LinkedIn, Bridget Sobis. I am on uh, Facebook and I have my professional site is Power and Joy Coaching Academy. And on Instagram, I'm at Coach Bridget Sobis. Um, yeah. I can share with you if, do you do, uh, do you do uh, show notes? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I can share with you some other tools as well there. Um, some free guides if you if you would like. Yeah. Um, things like that. Yeah. So there's all different ways to reach me.
0: <laughs> my,
1: cell probably, my cell phone's on my website. So you send me a text, just make sure you say who you are, how you found out about <laughs> me, and I will reply back to you. If you send me some weird text message like I just got out, got the other day. Are you free for coffee tomorrow? And I don't know who you are. I probably won't reply back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's a good chance. <laughs> those
1: weird spams. Oh. Uh, hi, beautiful. I'm like, who? This is a spam.
0: <laughs> Make sure you say your name and where you came from. <laughs> yeah, say your name, where you came from, how you got my number, and what do you want to get out of the
1: conversation? That would be awesome. I will little
0: things. Back. Yeah, (laughs) little important details, please. (laughs) These are real things that happen. Oh, I believe it. I've seen it, I've experienced it. It gets wild out there.
1: (laughs) It's just so funny.
0: It is. It is. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, your beautiful soul today. I so appreciate you coming on and just sharing your amazing journey with us and what you're doing in this world. I know I appreciate it. I'm sure everyone else listening will too once they hear this.
1: (laughs) I appreciate you so much, and it's been an honor privilege to be here with you today.
0: Thank you. Make sure to like, subscribe, comment below. What was the biggest takeaway from Bridget today? I'm sure she would love to see that comment and we will see you on the next episode.